Hey guys, welcome to the Becoming the True You podcast. My name is Emmy Stansberry and I am on a mission to help you create peace in your life so you can more fully focus on and be unafraid in living as your true self. This is a place where we don't worry about the haters. This is not their journey, it is yours. So let's get started. Hey there, peeps. I'm coming off of a really good week. I mean, yes, my whole family all got summer colds, which are the worst, by the way. Like, we're outside. It's warm. It's the summer. How dare a virus enter my body and wreak havoc? Just, like, so inconsiderate and rude. But despite the colds this past week, I've just learned a lot more about myself and really still loving getting out of my comfort zone. I know that sounds super crazy, but I see the most growth in myself when I make the choice to do something out of my comfort zone. And lately, I've been all about personal growth, so you know I'll go for it. (laughs) Um, Oh, and also, if I sound like a creaky frog during this you know, episode. It's because I got a dang cold. So anyways, on today's episode, I want to ask you a question. How are you not showing up for yourself? If you're confused by that question, let me word it a different way. What are you avoiding doing that you know will help you become the person that you want to be or to have the success you want to have? For example, If you want to have a fit body, you know you need to be eating healthy and exercising. If you want to ace the test, you know you need to buckle down and start studying. If you want to have a good relationship with your significant other, you know you need to spend more time with him or her and maybe ask and answer the hard questions. If you want to be more spiritual, You know you need to put in the effort to connect with your source energy, whoever that is for you. If you want to master a new skill, yoga, painting, talking with strangers, public speaking, making handbags out of old bras, you know you need to practice the skill to be good at it. And the list goes on because... We have desires in our life and things that we want to accomplish, but I've found at least in my own life that it's so easy to end up not showing up for myself. And to understand why that is, I've learned that rather than asking, how am I not showing up for myself? I need to ask, why am I not showing up for myself? And guys, when I analyze those thoughts and feelings that I used to have about why I was choosing not to show up for myself, what I discovered, the root of all of it was lies. I found that everything that I was saying to myself that was keeping me from showing up for myself was just a bunch of lies. And I want to face those lies with you today. Lie number one. I'm not showing up for myself because I'm afraid of what others think. (laughs) 
You guys, this one is for me. Holy cow. Throughout my life, I've been I've been afraid to do so many things because I was constantly afraid of what others would think of me for doing them. Um, in high school, before, it was like a month before cheer tryouts. And all of a sudden, I had like a bunch of my friends like talking to me and saying, oh yeah, I'm thinking of doing cheer tryouts and, you know, you know, doing all that stuff. And I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, where does that leave me? And so I started looking into it myself and it looked like I was intrigued. And so, um, I really thought that I wanted to try, try and go for it. The thing that was kind of holding me back though, was I didn't feel like I was popular and I didn't feel like I was pretty and I definitely wasn't that skinny, tiny, cutesy, adorable person. (laughs) And I was so worried that people were going to look at me and, you know, see me trying out or even see me as the cheerleader if I made it and think that I was a fraud or think that I was just trying to be something that I wasn't. And it was, it was really hard, but at the same time, I loved the practices going into like right before cheer trials, I loved going and I loved learning the dances and I loved interacting with the girls and I was still nervous. I still didn't feel like I really belonged, but I had found a passion for cheerleading and I knew it was what I wanted to pursue in high school. So I kept practicing and I kept going and I went to tryouts and I made the team And the next three years after that were the most fun I had had going to school so far at that point. And it was so good for me. As a cheerleader, I learned to get out of my comfort zone. Like, duh, I had to wear a miniskirt in front of thousands of people. (laughs) I learned to talk to people I hadn't before. I learned to try new things. And... By the end of my high school career, I didn't feel so out of place. And here's the thing I wish I could have told myself, my my sweet little high school self. No one is thinking about you as much as you think because they are all too worried thinking about themselves. Honestly, I think you would like to not care what people think. But you're also just so worried that you're going to be judged. You know what? Let them judge. Their opinion of you is none of your business. It's entirely a reflection of who they are and has nothing to do with you. I love Costco. Costco? I don't know. I tried to say it the phonetic way. I love Costco. (laughs) I actually don't own my own Costco card, um, but I needed a a few things a few weeks ago. We were doing a family reunion, and I wanted to buy a few things in bulk, and so I borrowed my friend's card, and I went with my kids, my three-year-old and my one-year-old, and when we got there, I saw that the carts were wide enough that you can fit two children in the little child seat that faces the mom or whoever's pushing the cart. And 
it was so fun to have them both there. And so I had fun with it. We pretended to be sneaky, and so I would creep the cart around corners and down aisles, and we pretended to hear jungle animals, and we hid behind the crates of bananas, and when no one was in the aisle, I did donuts, and they screamed and had a blast, (laughs) and it was so much fun, and at first, you know, I was, I was a little afraid to to, you know, be myself and to do something like that because I was afraid, you know, someone was going to, of course, judge me or get mad at me or whatever. And I just had the thought, you know what? I'm here to get the things that I need and to have fun with my kids. They can think whatever they want because I was having so much fun and I was connecting with my kids And that's what really mattered. And so when you find yourself telling yourself the lie, ask yourself if the worry of what people think is really worth the sacrifice of the moment. Here's the truth about the lie. Other people's opinions of you are none of your business. Ask yourself if the concern of what others think is really worth the sacrifice of going after what you really want whether it's a big, huge dream, or whether you just want to have a moment to play with your kids. Lie number two, I'm not showing up for myself because I have no confidence that I can do it. I have felt this way 100%, especially about approaching health and fitness. If you listened to my third episode, second or third, it's it was one of those, You know the struggle that I've had with food and my body nearly my entire life. And so trying to approach something such as weight loss or getting in shape has always been a hard concept for me. I would start something, I would feel no confidence that I could hit my goals, and then I'd give up and I'd go binge. Wow, such a healthy cycle, right? Ugh. (laughs) Here's the thing though about not showing up because you have no confidence you can do it. If it's something you've never done or been able to do in the past, then it's no surprise that you don't have the confidence you can do it. But so often we determine what we are capable of now by what we've been capable of in the past. And the thing is, we are not our past selves. We've learned so much from where we were back then. Our past does not determine our present or our future. When you cast your past failures into a lack of confidence that you can do it now, you self-sabotage. You say, well, I've never been able to do it before. Why should anything be different this time? Let me give you a personal example of this. I do this all the time in one aspect of my life, and again, it's losing weight. (laughs) In the past, I would lose a certain amount of weight. I'd feel good, I'd feel healthy and confident, and thus I would give myself permission to eat unhealthy again, and I'd gain that weight right on back. This summer, the summer of 2019, I've been so good. I've been so active and eating pretty healthy, and I've lost weight. 
And a couple weeks ago, I found myself in the same spot. I'd lost weight, I felt good, and I thought it was okay to splurge a little. But this was my mindset behind it. I thought, well, I'm back to this place that I've always been in before. And I'm probably never going to get lower than this weight that I am right now because I've never been below it in the past. So I might as well just splurge. (laughs) What a ridiculous thought process. Thankfully, I only gained about a pound this time versus the five or ten pounds I had in the past before I realized that I was self-sabotaging based solely on the failure that I had had in the past and casting that into what I was capable of right now and in the future. And honestly, if you have that attitude of, you know, it's always been the same, then nothing will change. But if you believe that you can do something and you're consistent with the steps you need to take there, there is no reason you can't accomplish the thing you desire. Yes, it may take some time, but good things are rarely instantaneous. (laughs) Stick with your goals. Keep taking action and you will get there. Here's the truth about the lie. You may not have confidence now. But you don't have to shortchange yourself of the opportunity to gain that confidence. Let go of your past and accept the new version of yourself that is willing to do what it takes. Lie number three. I'm not showing up for myself because I'm not worthy of achieving my goal. Oh, guys. Oh, this, is, this one is deep because this one is so based on your worth and what you think you deserve in this life. And I feel like the best way to describe this one is to do so through my own personal experience. I started my online business over a year ago. And in that time, I have had very real feelings of not feeling worthy to succeed. I didn't think I had what it takes And I know it sounds crazy, but I felt like even if I did become incredibly successful, that I wouldn't have deserved to be in that place of success. Because of this, I was holding myself back. I was afraid to show up. And as you can imagine, my self-worth wasn't at an all-time high. (laughs) But as I've mentioned in previous episodes... Discovering that I had postpartum depression was a turning point for me. Once I started to heal and take care of myself, not only physically, but also spiritually and emotionally, I started to get a peek at my self-worth again. I approached my business in a different way and I asked myself, why not me? There's no reason that I don't deserve to be successful or have the financial means that I desire. From then on, I decided to change my mindset. I began to start my days with positive affirmations about myself and my future. I changed the way that I was talking to myself, and as a result, I saw an incredibly positive change in my business and my life in general. And both were heading in a direction that were more positive than I'd seen in a long time. Here's the truth about the lie. Your worthiness doesn't have to do with the value the world gives you, but with the value you give yourself. 
You decide whether or not to believe that you are worthy of reaching your goals or having success. Honestly, this is probably, this is a pretty loaded topic and it's probably for another day. But for right now, just know that it comes down to what you think you deserve. Lie number four, I'm not showing up for myself because I don't have the skills or talents I need to accomplish what I want. You know, this may be true. (laughs) I honestly think that we are all born with gifts and talents that are specific to each of us. I think those are what gives us our specific personality traits and leads us to the things we become passionate about later in life. But I also think that just because you don't have a certain talent or trait doesn't mean that you were never meant to have it or that you can't develop it for yourself. If you desire to go after something, just freaking go for it. We have this thing in the here and now called the internet where if you don't know how to do something or be someone, you can look it up and find lessons or tips or schedules or ways to develop what you want. In college, I came home uh, for the summer one year, and in past years, I had tried playing guitar, um, but I, I never took it further than trying for about 15 minutes. And one day during this summer, um, I, I just got sick of not being able to play, and so I went to the internet And I found some books and I sat down and I practiced for about three hours. And every day from then, I kept coming back and practicing because it was something I wanted so bad. I remember my first calluses on my fingers. I had to take a few days off because they turned into blisters. I could have taken them as a sign that I should quit or that I shouldn't play as often But instead, I took them as a sign that my body knew how to change with my new dreams. My hand was becoming all the more prepared for the songs that I wanted to learn in the future. Here's the truth about the lie. You don't need to start something new with any special skills or talents to do what you want. What you need is an attitude of patience and a willingness to learn those skills along the way. As you learn you will be better prepared to handle the challenges that come. Lie number five. I'm not showing up for myself because I don't like getting out of my comfort zone. Dude, no one does. (laughs) Let's be honest. It's the absolute worst. And it's scary. And of course, it's uncomfortable. But let me tell you something. This is one of my favorite quotes. There's no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone if you want to grow if you want to develop a new skill that you don't yet have if you want to try a new eating and exercise regimen if you want to do something but are afraid of what others will think you have no option you are going to have to get out of your comfort zone because Really, I want you to ask yourself a question. Is your comfort zone really comfortable? Is it really comfortable to climb a flight of stairs and be out of breath? Is it really comfortable to be struggling from paycheck to paycheck? 
is it really comfortable to years from now think about the what ifs because you were too afraid or prideful to take action now? Redefine your definition of comfortable because I'd be willing to bet that if you have a fire in your soul or even if there's just a tiny spark of a desire that you're comfortable isn't as comfortable as you think it is. Here's the truth about the lie. We all get uncomfortable in situations that are new to us. We all struggle with the fear and uncertainty that comes from taking those first few steps. But if you are ready to show up for yourself in your life, you will take those steps anyway because you have a greater vision for what you want and who you want to be. Line number six. I'm not showing up for myself because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. Guys, I honestly think this is something we're always going to encounter because there's always going to be something new come along our way or something different we want to try. And because a lot of us are perfectionists, the thought of starting something new and not being good at it right off the bat is a terrifying thought. This 100% used to be me, and honestly still is to this day. I don't like not being good at things, and so the thought of doing something new with the knowledge that I'm likely going to suck at it is painful. (laughs) But the thing is, there's always a learning curve, and you can always get better at something that you keep showing up for and keep trying to do. Here's the truth about the lie. Failure isn't something to be avoided. It's something to be used. It's the most useful tool in our utility belt because it helps us learn what works and what doesn't so that we can do better and be better from that point moving forward. There is no failure if you turn it into a lesson and keep moving forward. So show up for yourself. Looking forward to the possibility of failing Because once you fail, the only direction you can go is up. And so my friends, those are all the lies that I could think of. I think there are more specific lies we tell ourselves, but I think a lot of them are rooted in in these main six. And now that you know what they are, the key now is not to let these lies become your excuses but to let them become the reason you start to show up for yourself. My ending reminder is this. You already have everything you need inside of you to become the version of yourself that you want to be. And my goal with this podcast is to help you discover that person within yourself. Hey there! Can we acknowledge you for just a quick second? You are amazing. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you are loving what your mouth ears are eating up, go ahead and subscribe, leave a rating, and a review. That way, you can get notified when a new episode hits the scene and I can get your awesome feedback. It's a win-win situation. Now get out there and kill it.